Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to talk about uh, basically a bunch of different TV shows. Uh, what I'm going to be doing with this episode of Entertainment Talk TV. So welcome to Entertainment Talk TV. It is Entertainment Talk's podcast for the television that we choose to talk about. Um, I'm basically going to be uh, dipping my toe in a few different shows, shall we say. Not not doing full season reviews here. I'm not even doing spoilers stuff in this particular podcast. What I will be doing, however, with this is I've picked about um, four to five, maybe six different shows. I'll, I'll see in the end how many I end up getting to because I am also going to record these uh, sections for these shows individually. Because essentially what I'm going to what I'm going to do with this podcast is uh watch watch the first two episodes of each of these seasons and of course i'll mention which seasons they are most mostly they're going to be for uh season ones for uh for certain things um and uh yeah just giving my spoiler free impressions on the first two episodes because as, as i always kind of say pilots can be good they can be all right but they're mostly set up episodes it's really your second episodes and obviously beyond that where more story gets to be told the first episode is usually setting up the plot that you know the show is kind of about and and other other things can happen as well uh so in the title of this i'm going to put brassic and uh the island so brassic is the new show from i think it's joe gillen uh see the funny thing is i've not watched either of those two yet so those are going to be later in the podcast uh, i'm actually going to do those two i think maybe next but we'll see um <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's going to be for Brassic, which is on Sky One. It's available as a box set. Uh, it's like a com- dramedy, comedy, comedy thing. Again, I've not actually gone and seen that yet, so that's going to be later in this podcast. But uh, for those of you that know what it is, you well, you know what it is. It's got Michelle Keegan in it as well, and it's very uh, British. But we'll we'll discuss more about that show obviously when I get to watching those two episodes. Uh, the other one, of course, is going to be for the island. These are just the two that I'm putting in the title. There's going to be more things in here as well. Uh, so the island, which is like the I-land, however you want to uh, pronounce that or whatever, um, is basically about these people that are trapped on an island and they have to survive. Again, not seen those two episodes yet. I'll get to those two later. But those are the two that I'm mentioning in the title for this podcast. The first show that I'm going to talk about, which I have just watched the first two episodes for, is Lost in Space on Netflix. I've had my eye on this show for a long time. It's it's just been one of those things where I haven't got to it. And I thought, you know what, there's a lot of shows that, uh, or there's a few shows that have recently kind of come out. And I'm going to just dip my toe in the first two episodes and give you my my spoiler-free impressions. I've done things like this before where... I did uh, The Boys, episode 1 and 2 impressions. I did it for Jack Ryan. I had done it for uh, the Ricky Gervais uh, Afterlife thing. I'm just thinking of random examples of shows that I've done that for. Um, just, just a bunch of different stuff. But it's mainly for things that are released as uh, box hits or a season. So mostly stuff that's on Amazon and on... Um, what do you call it, on uh, on Netflix, and of course Now TV and Sky are starting to do that a bit more as well. They've started to do that more recently with a lot of different shows, actually. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about Lost in Space. It's a show I've not mentioned before, a show that I've not mentioned having any specific interest. Um, to be honest, I didn't know entirely, I mean, Lost in Space, hints in the title, I didn't know entirely what it was fully about like who was in it and what was this, obviously lost in space with the was the situation but i knew nothing really else about the show and i kind of w- was scrolling through and was thinking okay which like it's going to be somewhere between four and six shows or, or something that i'm going to be putting in here 
uh, in this particular podcast. But uh, I kind of, um, I was just scrolling around and I was thinking, you know, there's, there's stuff that I haven't seen on here. I just need to kind of have a little look. And then Lost in Spaces has kept popping up for about a year. This was released last year. Does it say which month here it was released? Uh, re- oh, released on the 13th of April 2018. So it's about almost roughly 18 months old or so. Um, so yeah, it was released last year. And I- I'd seen some people say it was, it was good. Uh, some people said that they didn't like it. Um, so my spoiler-free impressions, I really, really like these first two episodes. Uh, and like I said, don't worry about spoilers, I'm not going to be spoiling anything in here. What I am also going to do as well, is do individual smaller podcasts for spoiler talk, because there's certainly some spoilery stuff I want to talk about with uh, Lost in Space. And if you've seen if you've seen the first two episodes, you'll probably know some of the things that I really want to talk about. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I'm going to be releasing those. Uh, as separate episodes as well so uh, just look out for those as well but yes my spoiler free impressions for Lost in Space this is of course the I believe it's a full reboot uh, I know it was a series back in the day um, I didn't look up anything about that because I'm focusing on this this new version but I know it was a it was a show before my time uh, in case you're new here or you didn't know I'm only 25 so that gives you an idea of things that were released before my my time sort of thing so uh, keep that in mind as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got a really just kind of simple premise where this family is going. I'll just say they they're going on this journey. I won't mention like what's why they're there and all the specific things and all that sort of stuff. But they're they're going on this journey and they end up crashing somewhere basically. And uh, yeah, this family of three, I think it's five because it's two daughters, a son, the mum, and the dad. So yeah, two daughters, son, mum, dad. Yeah, there's five people. Um, they have to basically survive their way through these situations and of course there's things like cold temperatures that they have to deal with, there's things like uh, certain people getting into dangerous situations where they could potentially die, obviously any of these characters, I'm guessing any of these characters could die, Uh, of course I won't mention if somebody does or does not die, you'll have to watch the episodes to find out what happens obviously. Um, Yeah, I was kind of impressed just from a... I don't know, just a general sense of quality. There is some some kind of quibbles I have with... It's either the writing or the way some of these characters get into the dangerous situations that they get into. Uh, obviously, you know, it's not all like, hey, we crashed and we're fine. It's like, hey, we crashed and we have to immediately... It's kind of like the first... I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes of this. It's like an hour and five minutes, the uh, the pilot... And of course there's a second episode as well, uh, which I'll get to in a minute. But um, it's sort of like they they crash in this particular place and um, they have to kind of immediately start like figuring things out, which I really liked. It wasn't sort of like, uh, I I like the fact the show kind of avoided, hey, we've crashed here and we're going to sit here for two days and like talk about what we should do. No, they have to get out of some situations like immediately and I was... I was kind of impressed from a uh, pacing standpoint. I think episode two slows down a little bit, but but of course when you've got that, it's almost like think think about. Um, I'm guessing most people have, have watched Lost. It's a bit like the if you remember the pilot of Lost, where like they've crashed in this on this island. Obviously, different situation on, on in Lost in Space. They're in this spaceship type of thing, and they crash on this uh, icy kind of planet of some kind. Um, and in obviously in Lost, it's a, a normal plane that crashes on a desert island. So you have your two different situations, but it's kind of the same 
you know, the, the people crash on whichever situation and they have to figure things out. Things are like blowing up, there's water and the, the dangerous situations basically. And um, yeah, it, oddly when I was watching this first episode, I guess because it's not as much of a like big ensemble group show, um, kind of like what I expect the island to be. Obviously, I'll discuss that later in the podcast when I go to watch those episodes. Um, it's... Yeah, obviously, because you have a different situation, you've got things like oxygen that have to be managed, and is the air that they've got around them hazardous? I think I said that correctly. Um, is it, like, dangerous to them? There's there's different things, and I'm surprised, because I really, really enjoyed Lost. Like, I know some people have some huge huge problems with the ending and, and whatnot, but I really loved Lost uh, quite a lot, and I, I do miss it sometimes. Um, just, you know, one of those big shows that you, you miss once they go off the air. And, um, oddly I wasn't really thinking about, like, the similarities between us. I suppose because I had, like, sci-fi survival on my mind, um, with, like, spacesuits and stuff. Obviously there's certain sci-fi type of things, uh, or supernatural type of things that happen in Lost. Um, but, uh, yeah, oddly I wasn't thinking about Lost, I guess, when this was happening. I was, you know, thinking about these characters' survival and stuff like that, so... Yeah, overall I really enjoyed it, and um, I mean it's got, I I think I checked, um, what was that, I checked season 1 and season 2 for something, it wasn't this though, um, oh yeah, I checked Mindhunter as well, uh, which might be another choice later in, in this uh, little podcast, because um, Mindhunter's got 10 episodes and 9 episodes, anyway, we're not here to talk about Mindhunter yet, um, yeah, it's got uh, 10 episodes for this first season, and it says on the, they, Netflix has got this new banner thing where it's like, it's official, another season is coming. Um, which some shows don't have that next to them anymore because they've been cancelled. So obviously I know there's a season 2 on the way. Uh, I don't know if it's out this year or probably next year. I wonder if this is on a two-year rotation and we'll see this in April 2020, which will be interesting. Um, So knowing it's got another season is good as well. Um, And yeah, I'm just... I mean, there's a a few... Obviously there's more... There's other characters that get introduced outside of the family. There's other scenes that you see. Uh, More in episode 2 because, like I said, episode 1 is more like, okay, this family's crashed, they've got to work things out and survive, and things happen. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, pilots can sometimes be kind of boring and kind of slow, and I didn't find this to be any of those things. There's actually quite a lot that happens in the pilot, and I was kind of uh, impressed with that, because like I said, they could have had, they could have had 50 minutes of these characters sitting by the, because they have this little tent thing, I I think, it's like a bit more in the background. They have like this tent thing when they, when they uh, initially kind of, crash or whatever and um yeah that they, they could have had like 50 minutes of them sitting around and like shouting at each other and moaning or some sort that of, they could have like it could have been really terrible if you kind of think about how the show could have ended up but no they get into situations and um sure some of these characters make like some human mistakes but uh, some of them have got some survival skills which they use some of them are a bit a bit less experienced in that sort of uh, degree. Uh, the character I was most impressed with, um, I think the mum was kind of interesting. I don't really have a particular favourite, and I am nervous, speaking of characters, if we're going to go down that route, speaking of characters, I'm kind of nervous about, you've got a little bit of a season, if you're familiar with The Walking Dead, we've got a little bit of a season two Carl thing going on, I kind of sense, with, with this young guy, um, and it, and it, go, it goes down a little bit of that tropey sort of route of like oh this this boy's gonna just wander off and like his parents aren't sort of 
looking for him or I, I don't know I, I get a little bit of a sense of that so I'm slightly nervous on that front and plus because I think the boy is going to be and I don't know he could he could die in episode 3 I have no idea um, I get the sense that the boy could potentially become annoying in that sense uh, especially with some of the things that he does in the first two episodes so he's got a little bit of that going on and I think he's the youngest in this group he, he's particularly young um, but if you guys obviously remember Walking Dead and see, season two, Carl when he's wandering around and stuff, um, I get a little bit of a sense of that. So that's kind of annoying as well. But yeah, overall production I thought was was great. Uh, I didn't think anything was too off with the show. Um, there is some stuff where it was like, okay, this character's just got trapped, and that was kind of not as believable as it could have been. Um, now I don't know everything about like science and temperature stuff and all that sort of thing um particularly involving well no that'll be a little bit spoilery uh yeah but just in terms of like general survival stuff i don't know quite as much as well some of these other characters do so maybe there's just certain things i don't know but yeah overall i was impressed and um yeah it was again it was it's, it's been sitting on my list for like over a year or whatever and i thought you know what i'll just watch two episodes and dip in and then uh give you my kind of impressions so yeah i enjoyed lost in space a lot and um i'm looking forward to seeing the other eight episodes uh for this first season um and yeah if it, if it comes out in april for season two that'll be a good kind of um amount of space because obviously we're getting into the, the october september late late september early october kind of um autumn season so anyway yeah i enjoyed lost in space a lot and uh, i i went in thinking like okay i'm very in the middle like i don't know if this show is going to be good i wasn't exp- i wasn't like exp- going in expecting it to be amazing uh and granted i've only seen two episodes the other eight episodes might be terrible i don't know but uh yeah there's there's certainly and considering the ending of episode two there's a lot of potential to where this could go and i'm looking forward to seeing uh yeah where things go so Alright, that's the first part of this podcast. I'm gonna go and watch two uh, I'm gonna go and watch two episodes of something else and then I'll come back. And again it doesn't matter what I throw in here because I'm not gonna do any spoilers. Uh I've also got to record the uh yeah, spoiler parts for Lost in Space for the first two episodes discussing the more specific things that happened with these characters. Uh so look out for that. That will be an, an individual podcast because I don't wanna mix I don't really wanna mix up um spoilery discussion with other shows, because uh, then it gets like you know, you have to do time codes and all that sort of stuff so all right yeah look up for the lost in space uh, 101 and 102 spoiler talk i think that's probably what i'll call it and uh yeah just keep listening to the rest of the podcast for impressions on other shows uh see you in a minute all right let's move on and talk about the island on netflix which is going to be the next uh tv show in this list of tv shows in this podcast uh, and it's of course one of the tv shows that is in the uh, title for this podcast um yeah, so let's talk about this show. Uh, you might already be able to tell from my tone that I'm not impressed with this show very much because I am not. Um, I think I'll set the let me set this scale for you of what the island is. Think about if you had um, think of the pilot episode of Lost. And I know I just talked about that with um, with uh, Lost in Space, but think about the pilot episode of Lost. Take away about. 75% of the cast members in in terms of numbers of characters number of characters uh, take away a plane take away the plane crash take away the um, smoke monster I believe the smoke monster was in the pilot for lost I think it was it was at least in the first couple of episodes uh, no, nothing like the smoke monster or anything 
um, and uh, think about Lost in terms of if you, instead of focusing on island survival so much, if you focused on drama, relationships, and very specifically in this first episode, or these first two episodes, sorry, because this is, this is obviously my spoiler-free impressions for episodes uh, one and two of season one, um, uh, the, obviously the subject of, of rape is quite present in these first two episodes. Uh, I think that's about the most I can say in terms of spoilery stuff, um, like the most I can mention in terms of the, the things that happen, but it's very, very present in these first two episodes. It's almost, um, I mean, it's a big plot point that's kind of used, but it's almost, um, a theme kind of in the show. Uh, and talking about like bad men and some stuff like that. So yeah, if you take loss, you take away the plane, and obviously the pl- plane crash. Like no, no plane in here whatsoever. Um, and you have about six, eight characters maybe. Uh, and I'm not going to mention specific character names. By the way, I'm also not going to do a, a spoiler section on uh, or a spoiler podcast on episodes one and two, just like I've done for uh, Lost in Space. Uh, we'll see about the rest when I get to them, of course. Um, because I, I have no interest in talking about the spoilery parts, uh, for episodes 1 and 2. But yeah, think about that, and then you reduce the amount of cast, so you've got about 8 characters. I'm sure there was at least, like, 20, 30 characters, maybe, in the pilot for Lost, or the first two. It was, it was a lot more characters, basically. Uh, so 75% of a reduction might be a lot. Think... 50 to 60 percent maybe so uh yeah this show is too focused on um uh i mean i get it rapes like a a big thing and and all that sort of stuff but it's it they almost put it in here for like no reason just to specifically point out okay this particular guy and of course i won't spoil which characters were involved in in that particular scene um it's almost put in there to be like okay we need a bad guy Let's just have him do this thing. Um, so, yeah. And it does warn you as well at the start of the... Because, you know, when you play an episode on Netflix and it says, Hey, this episode contains, you know, violence, strong language. That's almost like the standard now for dramas, isn't it? Uh, violence and strong language. Uh, it says, like... And then it says, I think, like, sexual assault or something. And then it says something else. Um, so, it is. it does give you, obviously, a warning in the episode. Um... Yeah, so it, it's almost like they threw that in to be like, okay, we need a bad guy. We'll pick this guy. Obviously, again, I won't say his name. I can't rem- remember his name, to be honest. Um, we'll, we'll pick this guy. We'll make him a bad guy. Okay, what can we do to make him a bad guy? Okay, let's have him be involved in this rape storyline. Um, and then it, that it pretty much takes itself from there. And then just just the arguments on, like, uh, certain characters find certain things and they decide b- between either the themselves like the the individual person that finds the particular secret they either decide okay i'm going to keep this from the group which is a bad idea because then if someone finds something later on and i'm talking about lots of different things there's like weapons and food and some other bits and pieces that certain characters find and it's like hey okay i'll keep this to myself which is a bad idea um and i I get it these people don't trust each other because they also um yeah they have like an amnesia at the start of at the start of the episode uh, it's odd sometimes to when you're doing a spoiler-free section. What is actually a spoiler and what isn't? Um, like if I say, "Hey, this character died," obviously that's a spoiler. But uh, I'm trying to think about because obviously I remember the things that happened in the episodes, the two episodes. 
because I just watched them. But I'm trying to think about what's more spoilery than the rest of the stuff. Yeah, it's just, just characters keeping like secrets to themselves, and then when some of those secrets are or aren't found out, um, focusing too much on the drama as opposed to the survival. Because uh, I remember of Lost, it was like okay, this chaotic thing, and that's one of the things that perhaps doesn't drive this these two episodes a lot. They don't have anything. <clears throat> chaotic to deal with at the start. It's like they all kind of wake up and then they just start sorting stuff out. <laughs> That's about it. Um, so there's no like, because you know, in Lost, if you guys remember, they had the um, one of the engines like blew up or whatever, and there was like different people injured. And of course, Jack was trying to help people and a bunch of other things. And I know it's not fair to compare too many shows to Lost, and obviously, I won't do that with every show here, but there are certain similarities between Lost lost in space and definitely with the island most specifically because uh, it's you know people trapped on an island trying to survive that was one of the one of the many plots in lost um yeah i i don't feel like in a good way if i'm going to give a good point to this it doesn't feel like it's trying to be lost because the the only kind of thing that can you can compare this to with lost is uh, the fact that they're people who are stranded on an island and have to look for you know supplies food water water uh, what not. Why have British people got such a problem with saying water? Or is it maybe just me? Uh, well, yeah, we're saying, ooh, saying water. We're finding water and food and supplies and, and whatnot and beds and stuff. You know, the, the usual kind of survival thing. So it, it does do that and it doesn't really, like, there's a few scenes in there where you can tell time has kind of passed a bit. Whether it would be, uh, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 2 hours, it's hard to tell. But, um, they don't, really focus too much on that like, okay we need food what can we do to go and get it and then sort of go and do that so uh it's much this is this felt much more focused on the drama between these characters obviously because they also can't remember anything apparently from the past and they're all trying to like figure each other out who's on the who's on whose side and it just it just wasn't pulled off very well there's certain scenes in this as well and i can't tell if it's the acting directing or writing it could be all three at times it felt like all three where uh, there's about three characters that are standing around having a conversation. It feels like they're... You know when you've seen in... Um, I'll use Friends as a random example. You know when Joey is doing some of his acting lessons. And you've seen it in other shows. I think uh, Barry uh, on HBO had some similar scenes. Where you see a character who is doing acting lessons. So like when Joey's doing acting lessons in Friends. Or when Barry's doing it in, in Barry. And you know when you see those sort of... Okay, they're just there to rehearse their lines and not necessarily deliver them. It feels like that's what this show's doing, but the characters are not acting. The characters are trying to be themselves. It, it felt at times like um, these characters were standing around just reading the lines instead of delivering them with the actual emotion that they needed to in order to sort of emphasise the, the stakes, what's happening, who's feeling what. It felt like... Uh, I mean, because I've been to a couple of acting lessons and stuff myself, and it's basically where, like, you're you're just practicing remembering your lines and not necessarily delivering them. That's what it seemed like these characters were doing, but the characters weren't going to acting lessons. They were just doing that in the scene. So, yeah, uh, in terms of my recommendation for this show, I mean, this is also a limited series, so I think it's only got one season, and there's eight episodes, I think. I didn't actually check. It might be seven or eight uh, episodes. Um, so if you want to just kind of run through it and see if it gets any better, obviously you're welcome to do it. That's your own choice. I wouldn't recommend this show. I do think that there's much better. I mean, there's a ton of television out at the moment, and you know we're getting closer to October, so things are going to start up a lot more. So if you want, if you need as much time as possible 
for TV and you're one of them kind of people that says, hey, there's just a bunch of stuff I'm want, wanting to watch and not gotten to, I would put this on the back burner until maybe some, like, the the, the, the Christmas, December sort of time, and then you can maybe go and watch it, uh, I suppose, uh, in terms of my recommendation. I just think that there's better things you could be watching. Uh, I mean, personally, I can't wait to get back to Lost in Space. I'm really curious to see what the rest of that season's like, uh, and I'm much more interested there. Uh, of course, we'll see from all the other shows in this uh, podcast w- what I've picked out. Um, if I enjoy certain things more, but yeah, it uh, it didn't try to be Lost necessarily, but it could have. I almost felt like it should have tried to take more pointers from Lost because it's effectively the same premise. These people are trying to survive on an island. Uh, there's just no like sci-fi stuff in here necessarily, uh, and um, I mean Lost. You know, if you go and watch the Lost pilot even now it aired in what 2004 i want to say is when lost started that's an ambitious pilot and like this didn't need to be quite on the same grand scale of that but it just could have been better so uh yeah i'm left a little bit disappointed i was looking for something that was i mean there's nothing really else like there out there like lost in the same type of i mean there's mystery shows sure there's things like x files and whatnot but in terms of people trapped on an island and mysteries and then other people coming in and doing whatever uh like with the, with the others and all that um yeah this really this should have taken it almost should have tried to take more pointers from lost uh i mean what what's the worst of the situation you have less likeness to lost and you're a lot worse or you try to take more pointers and people compare you more to lost i, I don't know so um yeah perhaps i'm being a little bit uh you know uh unfair towards the show in terms of comparing it to lost but again it's people surviving on an island so it's you know got some similarities there uh, I wasn't expecting this to be as good as Lost, but I was expecting it to be better, per se. Uh, I will probably finish the rest of the season, but I'm probably going to do what I just personally recommended, which is to put this on the back burner, and then when, you know, Walking Dead, the DC shows, and uh, other seasons of shows finish uh, around December, then I'll, you know, once I've kind of uh, emptied the TV list, if you will, uh, then I'll probably go and uh, check uh, the rest of this out so because uh, yeah like I said I want to get back to Lost in Space I have some other things to watch which of course I'll talk about a bit later in the podcast um, yeah of course for all these shows for all the spoiler free stuff if you have any thoughts on the shows that you've seen or if you've not seen these shows that's also fine because I'm not spoiling stuff here Matthew at Entertainment Talk.org Twitter eTalk UK there's a contact page and information in your show notes alright I'm going to go and watch two episodes of the next show uh, and I'll tell you guys what that is when I come back I'll see you in a minute Alright, so next up we have Mindhunter. I'm here today to... Oh, it's, it's currently the, the next day uh, from when I've recorded, obviously, the uh, Lost in Space and the Island uh, sections of this podcast. But I've just watched the first two episodes of Mindhunter. Of course, Mindhunter on uh, Netflix, the first two episodes of Season 1. And I will continue to keep this spoiler free. Uh, really, really liked it. I thought it was great. Um, this kind of feels like Netflix's... Uh, True Detective, but with a different plot, because obviously with this, it's much more focused on definitely more of the the psychology and the why these people, um, the, these criminals do that, or the criminally insane, however you want to phrase them, why they do what they do. Um, you've got this uh, agent, I think his name's Agent Ford, Detective Ford, uh, Holden Ford. Uh, you also meet El Bill uh, Tench. Uh, and Wendy is the characters that you meet in the first couple of episodes. Of course, you do meet a guy called Edmund as well, uh, who 
is one of the one of the patients or whatever one of the the criminals that Holden goes to talk to that's about again that's about as most I'll put uh spoilery wise because uh, it does kind of show in the trailer and in and in some of the thumbnails as well for when you when you highlight this show on Netflix I think it shows this guy um in, in some of the pictures uh yeah I thought that for, you know back to front with the show I think that the production on this I think the acting the directing the writing um was just like top of the line in every in every single way um it felt like everybody cared about the role that they were doing it felt like everybody it, it it's interesting with a show like this where the you've got a lot of sensitive subjects of course and you've got obviously murders and criminals and you're dealing with a lot of things and i think that if if someone acting wise in this type of show slips up it's going to sort of bring everything down because when you are dealing with these types of criminals, you know, you got your you got your average criminals, and then you've got like these types of people who are on or who are on just a different level of crime. Uh, at least to me, you really do have to keep everything like uh, buttoned up and everything sort of. Uh, you you got to dot all the i's and cross all the t's, so to speak, in terms of. Um, I, I think if if you were directing these sorts of episodes, you would really have to keep um an eye on like j- just everything um because these you know all these uh detectives and whatnot these F- fbi people they all take their jobs really really seriously it didn't feel like anyone that was in the fbi department you know we meet lots of different characters felt like everybody took their job seriously it did kind of feel like um you know when this uh what's the agent's name again um when holden is giving some of the speeches that he's giving some of the people like calling him out and things like that and i thought that was interesting to sort of challenge his uh his intelligence with stuff and um there's this one particular guy in, in the fir- i think it's in the first episode where uh he's like oh i've worked homicide cases of you and then he, he kind of like gives him this blank sort of thing where um, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. I'm definitely interested in in watching more of it. Um, and it, it's interesting sometimes when, because again, this is something I've had on my list probably over a year. I think that the first season came out maybe last year. Uh, I'll look that up probably in a minute. I think. Um, yeah, it was just you know everyone's like, oh Matt, you should watch Mindhunter and all that sort of stuff. And I remember when I was doing the Geek Town Radio episode with David, and in the next week on TV section. Um, he read out uh, Mindhunter and I was like, oh, I'm not, not seen it yet. And he was like, you should, it's absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, I probably should listen to people a little bit more in terms of things like that. But, uh, you know, you don't always have time for, for all of the TV, uh, which, again, is part of the reason I'm doing this podcast, is to the, these shows that I've just left and not watched, just to come in and sort of dip my toe into the first two episodes. Um, pilot episode alone I thought was great. Again, like I've said, pilot episodes can be a bit different, a bit more awkward. I mean, the I won't spoil what happens in the confrontation, but there's a confrontation, like a hostage sort of situation, at the start of the episode. That was brilliant. That was really, really well executed, just from from everybody. Um, and you know, he, he uh, this this FBI guy, he goes in there and uh, he's holding this like woman hostage and all that sort of stuff, and um, just this idea of him get because he the one of the main things he tells all these people is like you have to de-escalate the situation and calm them down and ask them what they want and like they are not the top priority necessarily because it matters if the hostages survive but in terms of you know you can't like make a wrong move or you can't like slip up and um in terms of because this guy likes to give a good like dialogue speech and or a good bit of dialogue and i thought that um 
yeah, the, the, some of the stuff that he was like, what's the actor's name? Because I need to give him some some credit. Jonathan Groff, Groff, I think it's Groff. Uh, really, really great acting in the, in these uh, first two episodes. I mean, great acting from everybody, but you know, the the main protagonist. I've got to give him some some credit as well. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the, these episodes, and it was kind of like, you know, I was going in, and I was thinking, okay, people have praised this show, and I want this show to show me. I want this show to yeah to show me why it's being given such praise and it was kind of like i went into this episode thinking okay there's supposed to be something really good in here and i went in thinking like okay you might not like this because you know you just might not like it um and then went in thinking like okay don't expect you, you i think in terms of people that you know there's a certain level of don't get too excited for something in this industry because you just never know if something might be a lot worse than you expect um so yeah i went in thinking like okay this show needs to show me something as to why it's getting all this praise now i'm sure it's been nominated for like a, a couple of emmys or something um or it's been nominated for different awards or whatever and just the level of praise this show's gotten and i i again i didn't know too much about it i know that it was to do with talking to these these types of serial killers um i didn't know too much about the whole you know dialogue in terms of um him doing this teaching thing that he's doing because uh, mostly what I remember seeing in the trailer is like him talking to these people because he's essentially trying to study them to figure out, you know, figure out that type of person and what they're like, their motives. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of information you could get from uh, having a conversation with these people, which he goes and does that. Um, and yeah, th- just thought every- everything was really great in the show. I th- The one kind of negative I would have is when you're going to start a pilot episode with such a high sort of oh my god people could die here um like i didn't think that the main detective would die because obviously like you know there's there's the whole rest of the season or the series um but like you when you go in and you have such high stakes like that and you have this just really well executed scene of like okay what do we need to do here these reporters are too much for this guy let's get them away let's keep the snipers on the building and let's let's do this and that and they're, they're figuring it out and it all worked really great once you've done a scene like that, and they then switch to these scenes with, uh, what's the woman's name? Uh, Wendy, played by Anna Tr- uh, Torv. Anna Torv. Um, when you switch to that, and there's essentially the whole bar scene, that really slowed everything down for me so much. After having such an intense, like, uh, hostage negotiation type of scene, and then obviously, uh, you know, the main character does survive. Uh, and then you go to this really slowly... The bar scene was alright. It was probably the weakest part of the two episodes for me. Um, and, like, he's meeting this girl. And then, you know, whatever happens with them happens. Um, but that that just really, really slowed things down for me. And I don't feel like that's going to happen in the rest of the season. Or even in season two. Uh, I don't know anything about season two. So I don't know if it's, like, uh, an anthology or whatnot. I don't think it is. But, uh, anyway, I'm here to focus on... Uh, old detective uh, Ford, or yeah, whatever his name is, uh, Ford in in this first season. Um, but yeah, when you come out from such a high intense sort of confrontational scene, y- you've got to do. I mean, it's difficult to follow up with that because some pilots have done things like that. When you start off with an action scene, it's like, oh, you know, there's something to really kind of grip you right at the very start because there's the there's the idea of you know getting getting your audience member through your first pilot episode. 
but there's also getting them through the start of the episode. It did that, but then it just... I felt like it really just halted everything. They really slammed on the brakes when they got to the next uh, dialogue scenes. But anyway, those those dialogue scenes are finished. And obviously, I'm on to uh, episode 3. Episode 3 is the next one for me to watch. Um, I feel like when he goes to meet this Edmund guy... Um, that like things started to really kind of pick back up. There were some stakes that were put back in. Um, although in between that obviously you've got um, you know that these teaching scenes that he's doing. And uh, I thought that was, was pretty good. Just, just asking the questions of like. Okay these people have got reasons for the things that they're doing. Some of which make less sense than others. And they give some examples as to what they are. Uh, but yeah, not really seen too much of that. Just uh, just diving into the sort of okay, why are these people doing what they're doing? They have a reason. Maybe it's simply a case of, as one of the characters says, like the the the, the uh, switch has been flipped inside these people's heads, and um, they just had like kind of a, a breakdown or, or whatever the case may be. There's different situations. I thought all that stuff was was really really interesting. Um, and it does kind of go to show in a way that. Some of these serial killers, it is to do with like their mental illness, their mental health, and their trauma and things that they've been through. For example, one of one of the main reasons that um, I keep forgetting the detectives that Holden Ford, um, when he's giving this reason, it's like, okay, what could be the reasons for these people doing the thing that they're doing? And one of the people in his class, I suppose, says, uh, you know, a breakup because, like, you know. It, whether it's through a normal breakup or the the wife or whatever has died, um, that is kind of a big like motivator for these these kind of people. So it is kind of the case that like these people have been mentally hurt and mentally broken, um, and sure the things that they're doing are, are are unforgivable and all that sort of stuff like cutting people's heads off and whatever these serial killers serial killers are doing, but just the, the show's idea and the show's. Um, look at okay these people don't just randomly decide to murder people some people do decide to do that but is there more of a reason and the, how the show kind of dealt with all that i think was, was done really really well so um because i mean sure you can't forgive someone for you know chopping someone's head off and, and whatnot but uh maybe there's more of a maybe these people needed help didn't get it and now it's too late and now they've committed this crime so i i liked the show's idea uh, in delving into like the philosophy and, and all that sort of stuff which usually i'm not really interested in that type of thing but just the way the show handled it and it is a main thing inside this show where sure you've got the confrontational scenes with these with these different uh criminals but you've also got like okay let's figure out why these people are doing the things that they're doing and sure it might be the case of just the the switches flipped and there's no turning back for them but could we have helped them out before that switch got flipped and before the traumatic event happened because um yeah i mean it's it's all very interesting and i'm interested to see um what the show is going to do with that going forward Uh, i just hope that the show doesn't do it again what it did in the pilot where um because although you know i had some complaints about that but we've moved on i mean episode three now i hope that the show doesn't kind of do that again where i, I get it you're gonna have you know your intense scenes and then you're, you kind of slow down and the characters discuss what's going on i understand that but um you've got to get it right pacing wise and i don't think it quite did that in the pilot uh, in terms of my recommendations i highly highly recommend this show um if you're a bit more of a um if you're a bit more sensitive to like crime stuff, I would obviously give you. I mean, Netflix gives you warnings of like, you know, 
uh, what, what, all, all the possible things that these uh, criminals could do. Um, but yeah, if you're a bit more sensitive to like, you don't like um, serial killer type of stuff, or you don't like, because uh, there's like graphic depictions of things that these serial killers have done, and obviously there's conversations around what these serial killers have done. So if you don't like that sort of thing, and you're very sensitive to it, I mean, I can't stop you watching the series, and it's up to Netflix to kind of give you a full warning, but that is very present in this show, um, so that's just kind of a warning for that, I suppose. Um... Yeah, but yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm kind of thinking, as I'm going through these shows, obviously I didn't like the, the island very much. Of course, you guys would know that because you would have just listened to that part of the podcast. Uh, so the island's on the back burner. Lost in Space I'm still very much interested in. And there's only eight episodes of that, so I might jump back to that next just because of th- there's less of that than there is of Mindhunter. But if I was to list the... Uh, that's what I might do as I'm going through this as well. List like, okay, what am I going to watch next out of all these? I think I'll probably go Lost in Space just to finish off the eight episodes. Then I'll maybe go back to Mindhunter. Although I've not, although I've not watched the rest of these um, shows yet that I'm going to watch. Go back to Mindhunter because I did enjoy it a lot, um, or have are enjoying it uh, quite a bit. Um, and then I'll because there's two seasons of that as well, so that's a bit extra as well uh, in terms of episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed Mind Mindhunter. And like I have said in the the island. Uh, mini review or whatever section um there's a lot of tv coming out uh, between now and the end of the year so some of this stuff i still might leave until the end of the year just because we're going to be busy with other tv and stuff but in terms of like what i want to watch this is certainly uh up there on the list so uh yeah what do you guys think of mindhunter i think i've already said the email in this podcast but it's matthew at dot org uh twitter etalk uk contact page and information in your show notes that's how you can get in contact what do you think of mindhunter um have you seen it have you not seen it if you've seen the first and the second seasons or however amount of uh, the show you've watched uh does it get better does it get worse in your opinion of course outside of episodes one and two please don't send in any spoilers for anything because uh, obviously at this current time i've not seen past the first two episodes but uh, I might have done once you email me. But at this current time, I have not. So leave it till uh, leave it to the episode one and two for season one discussion. So, all right, thanks everybody for listening. And yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. I'm very impressed with it, and I can't wait to uh, see what else the show's got to show me. So, all right, thanks everybody for listening, and we're going to move on to the next show, uh, which might be today. It doesn't matter if it's today or not. I'll obviously put it all together in the podcast. But I'll see you for whatever show I decide to choose to watch next. Thanks for listening. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts 
and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Hey everyone, I went to watch the first uh, two episodes of Season 1 for Carnival Row, which was going to be the next show on this list. But um, I, I, I got about 20 minutes into the episode, which I know is early and all that sort of stuff, but um, I just had no interest in what was going on in the show and saw no reason to sort of continue. Because this is kind of an experimental podcast for me to jump into these different shows and see if I liked what I saw, etc., all that sort of thing. Uh, the show, from a uh, from a quality standpoint, from like the TV show itself, I think everything was great. Um, like you know, production wise, acting wise, all that sort of thing. But I just had no interest in what was going on in the show. I got up to, I mean, twenty minutes in, so is spoilers really a thing? Uh, I got up to when they're doing the court scene uh, right at the start, and I just kind of realised I was not really paying attention and had no overall interest in what was going on. If you like, I because I think this is based on a book or something. If you like the book and you're already invested in the story, this looks like a good adaption from a production standpoint and all that sort of stuff like nothing looked bad particularly uh but i just had no interest in what was going on and i didn't see any need to because i think they're an hour each the episodes and that would have been like another hour and 45 minutes i just felt no need to sit there and watch the show for another hour and 45 minutes uh if it gets better or changes or gets different let me know and i can maybe take another look but uh in terms yeah there's other shows i want to include in here as well and uh yeah it's just i'm gonna move on to to the next show basically so yeah maybe i didn't give it a fair chance because i didn't watch the first two episodes but uh if i have no interest there's no need for me to like force myself to watch it I, so yeah i'm just gonna move on to to the next show here so uh yeah keep listening you don't need to really do anything uh just keep listening and i'm gonna move on to the next show so see you in a bit all right so moving on from carnival row two Peaky Blinders, I've just watched the first two episodes of season one, again continuing with the theme. Uh, all of these are going to be, like I said, uh, the first two episodes of season one. Uh, yeah, for Peaky Blinders, um, it, which is a BBC show, it's also co-produced, I think David told me once it's co-produced on Netflix. I think Netflix in the US is also where uh, the episodes aired, at least I, I think that's the case. But it, it, it airs first on uh, BBC in the UK. Uh, funnily enough, I actually watched the uh, first two episodes on Netflix because I was just already on there. So, uh, yeah, it's it's available both on Netflix and on, I think it's on BBC iPlayer, although they have a tendency to take certain things off of there after a certain amount of time. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's got four seasons on Netflix and I think uh, season five is... is airing or is out i'm not really sure uh but yes going all the way back to season one episodes one and two i i liked this show that the first two episodes of this season i really do feel like there's a lot of story i haven't seen which is obvious you know i've seen i've only seen the first two episodes um it again goes kind of along the lines of the carnival row stuff where i was more interested in in what was happening in peaky blinders because if you remember i've only just uh spoken about um carnival row and how it didn't it just it looked good but it didn't interest me in any of the story uh at least what was happening um i i was intrigued by what was going on uh and the like the the acting in this is is fantastic uh the directing writing or everything to do with the production was uh amazing i i couldn't see any problems with it i i'm confused about certain story 
elements but I'm I, I really do feel like that after maybe after season one because the first season I think all of these seasons actually because uh, I checked seasons one through four and they are all, all six episodes I'm assuming season five is probably the same and uh, if you're not as familiar with British TV like m- most most seasons of British TV are six episodes maybe ten uh, I think like Doctor Who was ten episodes Falls and the Horses had like seven or eight episodes or something um, something like that uh, but yeah, a lot of British dramas, at least BBC ones, tend to be uh, six episodes. Uh, I think Poldark has the same as well. So you, you're you're more likely to see that as opposed to ten or you know I I, I don't know if there's ever been a uh, twenty three episode season of a, of an English show. I can't at least think of one. There there might have been some back in the day, but that's usually what you'll see on like network American TV uh, with 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 various different shows. I yeah I I liked what was going on I I was entertained I didn't understand sometimes like oh, just again this is me just being honest I there's no point in me lying I honestly didn't understand some of the character relationships and who was against who and like it in certain scenes like when I think it's Arthur when he first first when he first starts talking to um thomas because like, thomas shelby's obviously our, our main protagonist here i thought they were like straight up just enemies because that's how they kind of come across and you realize they're actually you know it's called arthur shelby and uh, thomas shelby so they're obviously part of the same family um there's a fight scene in this episode which i didn't understand that the motivate uh, or i think it's i think it's actually in the in the at the start of the second episode where they go to this fair or something there was just some things that were happening in this tv show where i was like did i did i blink and miss something or do i simply not understand i i struggled to understand some of the character motivations and things that were happening and i struggled to understand like Okay, you've obviously got this situation in here where it's the, it's the political, like, rich and poor sort of situation. Almost ki- kind of similar to The Wire, in a way. Uh, like, I know this is very different. It's set in uh, 1919 in Birmingham, so already wildly different to The Wire. But in terms of, like, The Wire's politics, in terms of, like, the rich and poor and stuff like that, it kind of reminded me of that in a certain way. I don't know if I'm looking at that at kind of the wrong angle, but you'll you'll see, like, there's even, like, raids in, in these first two episodes which are very, very similar to The Wire, uh, and like these uh, these police people and all that sort of stuff, who are like looking for uh, Thomas Shelby himself and for Arthur Shelby. Uh, there's like lo- there's well lots of different people that are looking for both of them in these first two episodes. So yeah, I I kind of got the same angle as that, and I, it kind of does remind me of when I did first start watching The Wire. Of course, if you have if you're not familiar with my um coverage on The Wire. Uh, I've recently done episodes uh, on uh, season one and on season two for The Wire. So if you want a bit more of a perspective on my opinion on that show, uh, you can go listen to those, of course, as well. Those are the classic reviews episodes. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded my reminded me of my first um, attempt at watching with The Wire. Because uh, if, you, if you're not familiar, I, I watched the first four episodes of The Wire... Uh, for season one and I kind of fell off a bit no no particular reason it wasn't because the show was bad I just kind of fell off and then went back in and rewatched those four episodes and then I've, I'm at the uh, at some point in season three now um yeah it, it it really kind of like in terms of struggling to understand every single character's relationship with everybody because similar to the wire as well there's a lot of characters that just kind of pop up and they're like hey Arnie hey so and so hey you and then they they and then I, the the other thing they kind of do is like a character will pop up 
and we'll say like oh have you heard that so and so is looking for you and I'll be like wait what, what's what's like what's the situation here like who's looking for who and why and to what kind of degree like when some of these people are looking for Arthur and for Thomas are they intending to kill them to intimidate them to get them to work for them um, and there, I think there's three different characters maybe or at least two different characters that go after the, the I'll just say the Shelby family um, and it, it's not quite clear like um, immediately like, okay are they looking to kill like just simply just kill these, these people because I'm imagining if if someone comes in and kills all the Shelby family, which would be quite the effort, I'm imagining that you can just take over that street in in some kind of way, like wiping them out. So, um, but yeah, in terms of just overall quality and uh, my entertainment, I was very entertained. I will keep watching the show. Uh, plus, it's quite short as well, which is which is fairly helpful. It really does make things easier to approach when you know with something something like Peaky Blinders, which is in its fifth season. You know, that's you know a fair amount into the show, but. I mean, you add up the first two seasons, that's only 12 episodes, and then you kind of continue from there. Um, so it, it does make it feel a lot more approachable. Um, I will continue to watch the show. Um, I'll probably put it third on the list at the moment, because as I said, I want to get back to Lost in Space, and I've only got eight episodes. Mindhunter, I've got, um, uh, well, a, a, an extra season, but I've got the, the other eight episodes. I think it was ten and then nine episodes. So yeah, the the other eight and then the nine episodes for season two. Uh, so there's obviously more of Peaky Blinders than there is of Mindhunter. Um, but yeah, again, maybe I miss missed some dialogue or something. There was a lot going on as well, so it certainly wasn't slow. I, I definitely don't think that there was any... I mean, there, there's, there's a difference between... Um, there's a few moments in this first two episodes... Uh, where a character will go into a particular building and like give someone some orders or make some kind of like leadery type of speech and like pause and you'll kind of see them stopping and thinking for a moment about the thing that they're about to do I don't consider that like slow pacing that's where like your character is sort of going through this just emotional thing and they're just about they're about to go and do something basically uh, there's also a thing, uh, there was one particular p complaint that I'd heard about Peaky Blinders before I'd started. I'll see if I can weave around this without spoiling anything. There's a thing that happens to a character in the first episode, which is also resolved in the first episode. But because I went into the show and I knew, I didn't know which character it happened to, because I didn't know any of the characters' names before I went into the show. Like, I hadn't, I'd heard of, like, rough names here and there. And I'd heard of Cillian Murphy before because I think he's been nominated for different awards. Uh, but I hadn't heard of anybody else who was acting in the show um, So uh, outside of that. And I'd heard uh, from, like, just... I, I didn't really consider it spoilers necessarily, but I was warned about the particular thing that would happen. And the person that was explaining it uh, was disappointed that that, th that that thing happened to the character. And because I see, I can't tell you how I would judge the episode if I didn't know, because that's not a thing that will happen. Um, but because I went into the episode knowing that okay, this thing is going to happen to someone, so I'm w almost waiting and ready for it to happen. And then once it did happen, I was like, okay, there it is. And then I kind of could easily just watch past it, and it had no. I mean, it had an effect. It was a bit of a, a bit of an emotional scene, but because I knew it was going to kind of happen. Once it started to happen, it had no, it had, it didn't have the same effect. I, I think it definitely would have had a different effect if I didn't know 
what was going to happen. But again, I didn't know which character it was going to happen to. So it wasn't like, oh, there's that particular character. I'm waiting for that thing to happen to him. So, or her. Um, but yeah, it, so that was interesting to kind of jump into that. Um, and I wasn't annoyed of like, oh, I found out this particular thing because I didn't really know the full context of everything that was happening. I knew this th- about what it was that happened to the character but I didn't know who it was and why it happened so I mean that's where you kind of jump into different spoilery stuff which is where like you know that there's like if you're about to watch an episode of TV and someone says oh someone someone dies in this episode you don't know why they've been killed you don't know who they've been killed by you don't know who's been killed so it's a little bit different like you're you're waiting and you're waiting for that character to die, to die or whatever um, but you don't necessarily know who, why, and who kills them, or if it's an accident, or, or whatever, so, um, yeah, it, it does make it kind of interesting and different, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to continue with the show, but I wasn't quite, this didn't quite hook me as much as Lost in Space and Mindhunter did, and I know that all those three shows are, are quite different, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it didn't quite hook me in quite the same way, but I am still, I can still recognise recognize it as a great show, and I do definitely feel like there's more, obviously there's more story for me to discover because I haven't seen all the episodes. Uh, I want to know more about these people and more about, um, just a little bit more about what they're sort of, well, they're, what they're going to do next basically. So, um, plus there's this whole, uh, there's one thing I forgot to mention, there's this whole like war, uh, PTSD thing that's going on with the different characters. I found that very interesting and they show a few flashbacks as to what it was related to. Um, it's to do with like, a war that they went into in France, and that's about all you actually really find out about. Um, and uh, I'm interested to see because they show some very rough, uh, rough in terms of just out of context um, flashbacks in terms of what happened there. So that was that was interesting. I'm interested to see more about how that's going to certainly affect people going forward because it's clearly not, clearly not just affecting one character. And if you've seen these first two episodes of Peaky Blinders, you'll know what I'm talking about. So. Uh, yeah, interested to see where that goes, interested to see, uh, obviously from the events of the end of episode 2, um, how all that's going to work out, because there's some different stakes put in there, um, but yeah, it was good, it was, it was good, I'm just a bit sort of like, I'm not quite there yet, but I will probably watch more of the show, whether I'll watch like all of it, I don't know, but I'll certainly try some more of it, I'm not like, okay, I don't understand this, I'm out, it's like, okay, I understand some of this, there's some things I don't quite get, or didn't quite click, but there's, a, there's, a, yeah. but there's enough here for me to where I'm, I'm interested enough, and I mean, sometimes you've got to realise, like, when you watch a show and you don't know much about it, Peaky Blinders for me, and you realise, like, okay, people have been praising the show left, right and centre, I've not heard really anything negative about it, there's got to be a reason as to why that's there, and I recognise some of that reason, but again, I need to see more, so, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on Peaky Blinders, I was going to do some spoilery stuff, but I think I dodged it well enough to where, um, uh, I, I can leave that to, to, to maybe a, a different part or something, but, um, yeah, again, this is just, this is just me dipping my toe into, into different shows, and to uh, get my impressions of the of these shows I've just not watched for a long time. So uh, again, Peaky Blinders is another one that's been on my Netflix list for like 
year and a half, two years. It's just uh, things keep coming out, as evidenced by the amount of shows that are going to be in this podcast. So, because uh, I'm not done yet, and of course I haven't got to uh, Brassic yet, which is the other show in this title. I'll be covering that here in a bit, so uh, just wait out for that as well. But yes, there's certainly some other shows I want to get to as well, and I'm really having fun doing this as well. Uh, it's interesting to just because this isn't too much of a commitment where it's like okay I have to watch a full 10 episode season then watch another full 10 episode season it's just two episodes at a time I'm kind of dipping my show in and dipping my toe in the in the different shows and uh, just seeing what I think of the start of these different shows so uh, I'm enjoying it and I can't wait to get to the next one which I'm going to do right now so uh, yeah, don't, you don't need to press anything or do anything, just keep listening to the podcast, and uh, I, I don't know how long this podcast is going to end up being, but it's going to be fun, I'm having fun making it, and um, yeah, I can't wait to show you all, because I've, I've planned already which other shows I'm going to be covering, and uh, I can't wait to surprise you all with the other ones, because uh, the only the only other one that you guys know about is Brassic, so there's going to be some other ones in here which will be quite fun, so yeah, just keep listening, stick around, and uh, I'll be back in a second. Alright, moving on to the next show in this list, which is going to be for The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix as well. Yes, most of these are going to be Netflix shows. Uh, Of course, we've still got Bresic to get to, and I will get to it, don't worry. Uh, I'm just uh, going through some of the other shows. Uh, I only watched the pilot for this because I simply just didn't connect with anything, and the idea of spending another hour on a show that I have no connection to, uh, and didn't have any connection to while watching, didn't connect with, not just the characters, but anything that was happening, like, nothing clicked at all, I had no connection to the show, and again, I have have the, the same reaction to Carnival Row, which is, if you've got nostalgia for Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, because there is the um there there was something else listed on on Netflix. I know that there was a there was a previous version of this as well. I know nothing about that, but uh, we're here to talk about the new version, of course. So yeah, ten episodes uh, for this first season. Of course, I've only watched the pilot because yeah, just I didn't feel the need to spend another hour on a show that I had no connection to whatsoever. Uh, I I just in in general just took no interest towards this. Um, I think it's a good show in terms of being like an actual good television show but it just had no connection to it but again that's kind of part of the experiment of this particular podcast is to dip my toe into these different shows and see if I do or don't like certain things so I'm not necessarily going to like or dislike everything in this list which which is fine so but that's also the reason I'm doing the podcast as well um there's just a lot of there's a lot of um human things that these characters try to do these sort of um, they're like dolls aren't they Uh, sort of things, I was going to call them Muppets but Muppets is more of the uh, that's a different type of uh, thing Um, but yeah just these dolls and when they're trying to do more human related things like uh, when certain characters are kissing or when certain characters are crying or they're trying to escape from certain other um, enemies and things it just didn't work for me um and i i just yeah i i I don't really think that this because i went in thinking okay this show is probably not going to be for me but it still might be good and that was exactly the outcome which is this is a good show but it's just not for me but i understand again it's more of in the in the in the road of um uh carnival row which is if you've got nostalgia for this property if you like this property if you've already got connection to it because there's probably a book or whatever based on this um, which I, I think this is based off a uh, comic book, 
Um, if if you've got the previous nostalgia to it, I'm sure you'll like it more than me. But it's just not meant for me, which is fine. So, uh, alright. One thing I do want to go over with this show uh, before I talk a little bit more about it. This show's got a phenomenal cast list uh and in case you didn't recognize some of the voices or you're not sure who is in it uh, i'm gonna re- read out a few very very big names here uh you've got Tar taron uh egerton he plays currently as uh the kingsman in the kingsman uh film series there's there's a film coming out called the king's men which is a prequel to that i don't know if he's going to be in that or whatever but he currently plays as it's almost like a young james bond type of uh, film series i've seen the first one i didn't really like the second one very much uh but he's in this he's playing as a character i I don't know the specific names of these characters because i didn't really keep track of everybody and there's so many characters that gets that, that get put on screen but he apparently plays as someone called ryan or Rian. Uh, Mark Hamill. Could you really get a bigger name than that in this industry? I don't really think so. Luke Skywalker himself. And of course the animated version of the Joker. Speaking of that. There was a few. Because his character called. Skek Trek. Skek. Tech. Skek Tech. I don't know. Um, Skek. I don't know how to say that. Uh, yeah, there's a few. There's a few different scenes where he is laughing. Because he's a bit more of uh, one of the more evil characters. And it kind of reminded me of because I haven't seen all of like Batman anima- animated series and stuff, but I've seen I've seen enough of that Joker to know like okay that's kind of Mark Hamill's uh, laugh, and it wasn't exactly the Joker laugh because of course he's trying to play a you know different character, but you can kind of hear a bit of the laugh in there because it's the same the same evil laugh but not similar to the Joker's laugh. I think so. He's in this. He did a really really great job. Uh, N- N- Natalie uh, Emmanuel, I've never known how to say that name. Uh, she was, of course, recently in Game of Thrones as Missandei, and she's been in some other stuff before that. She plays a character called Deet. She did a good job. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, she's a slightly smaller name, at least as far as I I remember. Uh, she play- she voices Bria. Uh, Helena Bonham something um, voices the All. The name's got like cut off here, but she she voices somebody else. Uh, Simon Pegg didn't I didn't hear his voice in this pilot episode. I don't know if all of these people are in the pilot necessarily because uh, I watched the credits come up and obviously Netflix was trying to get me to watch the next episode within five seconds, and I, I saw a couple of cast names pop up. Uh, Simon Pegg does Skaskill, uh, yeah Skaskill I think is the best way you can pronounce that. Um, Andy Samberg is the Heretic, uh, Natalie Dormer, so-called Simon Pegg, most known for his work probably with uh, Nick Frost, you know, Potfars and Shaun of the Dead, all those sorts of films. Uh, Andy Samberg, of course, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and uh, he's done some, I'm sure he's done some like Saturday Night Live stuff and, and things like that. Uh, he's in this as well, I didn't hear his his voice either. Natalie Dormer, of course, Game of Thrones, uh, Mar- Marjorie Tyra, I think, in Game of Thrones. She's done a bunch of uh, voice acting work as well. She did voices in Mass Effect... Uh, Andromeda and uh, some other stuff that she's. I think she was in that series called The Tudors or something, uh, which I never saw, but I've seen various different various different clips. Uh, so these are like, really big names in here. Uh, Keegan Keegan Michael Keane. Uh, he was it was either Bunny or one the other one in uh, Toy Story Four. Uh, who else do you have here? Jason Isaacs, of course, was in Star Trek Discovery recently, which we've covered here on Entertainment Talk. Uh, Skesco, um, so another big name. Alicia Vikanda, Vikanda, she is currently playing, uh, it is also getting a sequel, she's currently playing the live action film version 
of Tomb Raider Lara Croft, uh, which I haven't seen that film because it's just too similar to the game or whatever. Uh, she's in there, so she's a fairly big name. Uh, Mark Strong is in this. Uh, you've got Toby Jones who's in this. You've got Lena Headey or Hedy, I think it's Hedy. Uh, of course, Cersei Lannister in this. You've got uh, Theo James. You've got uh, Shazad uh, Latif. He's in Star Trek Discovery as well. Um, you've got who else have you got in here? Um, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. You've got uh, Benedict Wong. You've got Hannah John uh, Kamen. She was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And she's also one the, the female lead in uh, Killjoys as well. Uh, so yeah, just a ton of... And that's... It's brought me to like, the end of the cast list. There's other people here as well. But yeah, in terms of big names... Um, yeah, there's some, some really good names in it. So yeah, again, if you like the book... Or you liked the previous series or whatever... I mean, there's a great cast that's going to be in this to support this, so I'm sure you're going to really like it. But yeah, I, I don't see myself watching past the pilot because I already didn't choose to. Um, but yeah, again, that's part of this experiment, which is to dip my toe into these shows and see if I like them. And it, like I said, it was good, but I just don't have any real interest in the plot, the stories, the characters. I didn't connect with anything. And I will say the first like two minutes of this show... Uh, they really do just throw a lot at you. Like, this is this place, and this is this place, and this is this crystal, and this is this other thing. I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> you know, um, it, 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 and it throws, cause I was like, okay, I, w- I wanna know where this is set, and what these creatures are called, and, and all these sorts of other things. And, um, they, they do, they do tell you some names, none of which I can actually really remember, cause they throw so many different things at you. But yeah, just the basic details of like, what is this? What is this crystal? What are these things, these creatures called? They do tell you those names, but like, it's just so thrown at you, I, I, I was a bit uh, thrown off by it. So, yeah, unfortunately the show didn't click for me, but it's still a good television show. So, alright, that's all I really want to talk about with uh, The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Of course, it's on Netflix, it's got 10 episodes, and they're around an hour each. Episode 2 was 48 minutes, that's all when it loaded. So, yeah, go and watch the show if you want to. I'm sure you'll like it if you liked this property. But I'm going to move on to the next show. So, um, that's it for this part on Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I'll see you for the next show. Alright, moving on to the next show in this list. Uh, this is going to be for a show called Unbelievable. This is a brand new uh, mini-series or limited series on Netflix. It's fairly new, came out this year. Actually came out like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 13th of September, so it was around about a week ago or so. Um, yeah, this is a mini-series that's basically... Uh, well, I'll, I'll read the little synopsis that I have here. Uh, when a team reports being raped, uh, then uh, re- recounts her, her story. I think I'm supposed to say recounts uh, her story. Two female detectives uh, follow evidence that could reveal the truth based on a true story, uh, which I didn't actually know until I started looking bits and pieces up for this. Um, yeah, I will say as well because this is. I mean, we mentioned rape in the um the island uh when when I did the the mini review uh the, the, the you know the bit that you've already heard in this podcast um but given that this show is more based on the events of rape and stuff like that uh I'll probably end up saying the word quite a bit so if it's it's if it's a trigger to you of any kind or anything like that um I mean first of all you'll need a warning for when you actually watch watch the show because there's going to be worse stuff that you'll see as opposed to what you'll hear me say I suppose um but yeah I am going to be saying some words that are similar like that so just uh, keep that in mind as well uh Netflix does give you a warning as well that there'll be like you know sexually graphic violence and 
all, all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I've got nothing but high praise for this show. Again, uh, episodes one and two for season one. Then this has only got one season, so uh, the show is eight episodes long. So I've got six episodes left to go. Uh, I've got nothing but high praise for the for this show. I think that every single thing it's every single thing a show can do, and this show tried to do. It's done it pretty perfectly. Uh, I don't have um, many complaints for the show. I I think that they've done re- everything really really well. Um, I think that uh, they've handled the like like when you go through the different characters and there's like different detectives and different people that get involved and uh, for for both of the victims in this series because there's actually two different cases. Uh, one of which is with Marie, and the other one is for yeah. The other girl is called Amber in this series, uh, and those uh, that the both of these girls have been uh, sexually assaulted or ra- or raped. Um, and uh, yeah, basically Marie is the I get I guess the present day case, and then you jump back. Uh, this, I don't really consider the spoilers. It's it's really more just telling you what what kind of you know the basic stuff that happens in the show. Uh, I mean, in terms of spoilers, we don't really know anything out of these first two episodes, apart from some some kind of big uh, spoilery spoilery bits and pieces. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of you know revealing like okay who who did the the rapes and all those sorts of things, we we don't know anything yet. Obviously, that I, I I'm guessing that will be revealed in the series finale. Um, in six episodes time but yeah you've got uh, Marie and you've got uh, Amber in here and those are both the two uh, ladies that uh, again have been assaulted Um, yeah the acting from everybody's great Uh, I do want to particularly point out one cast member which is uh, Marit uh, Weaver she has been in a few things that I recognize I recognize those straight away uh, she's been in, uh, of course, Unbelievable, this uh, Netflix miniseries. She was in the, the film called Signs from 2002, which I've never seen. Uh, she was in Nurse Jackie. Uh, she was in a Netflix miniseries called Godless. So she's been in a few miniseries or limited series, however you want to phrase that. Uh, she was really good in that, and that was a phenomenal show. So that's basically a uh, Western, a sort of a bit more of a modern uh, Western sort of TV show. And she was also in The Walking Dead. Um, as well, and uh, that it was kind of cool to see her in there. So, um, yeah, they've like I said, they did a great job with everything they've they've kind of shown so far. And it's interesting when you look at the pacing of this show because when you are like, well, pretty much the start of this is when we're introduced to uh, Marie and we sort of see her shaking and and whatnot. It, it seems like it's pretty. Uh, a pretty short amount of time after the events of the incident has happened. And um, essentially the detectives go straight in there and uh, they start asking you know, basic questions. And it, it's the case of like, okay, do you have anything else that you remember? And you know, uh, and then the detectives ask like other questions. And, and then, um, you know, that, that sort of basic uh, police kind of or FBI detective kind of investigation sort of stuff um so in terms of pacing like you really can't rush a story like this um because you know you, you've got the victim themselves and they're shaken up and they can rem- they can remember what they can remember and um you know the the detectives can in a way do uh, i guess a thing where you know you know that they'll sort of 
the woman will say, will say like, oh, the, the knife that was on the floor, and then they'll say, oh, was that your knife? And then maybe they'll remember something else. So, in terms of that, you can't really just sort of click through all the story because you've got to work out, you know, there's so many different pieces of evidence, so many things that happen, so many questions, and you've got to, you've got to really slowly work your way through that, and I think that they did a great job. They did a great job of making that not feel... Uh, as slow as it could be and you're really kind of it, it's almost like you are in the room listening to like okay here's here's the events uh, here's, here's all the different things that kind of happen and all that and you, you yourself are obviously trying to work out what has kind of gone on um but yeah i'm not sure at the moment if they're trying to because we're, when when we're introduced to uh, Merritt's character, she's called Karen Duvall. She's one of the other detectives. When we're introduced to her and it says 2011, I'm not sure if they're trying to say that those two cases will connect in some kind of way. Like if it's the same uh, rapist or whatever. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it is. Because I'm not sure that if they established when uh, Marie's episodes are taking place. I'm not 100% sure. So uh, again, there's six episodes left. So there's still plenty of time to... Uh, work out everything that's going on but um yeah i i'm guessing that might be a reason as to why they're doing that unless it's like the because i don't think it's the same detectives because i'm not recognizing anybody from both cases and it's a different girl so um unless like karen meets marie later or something but they haven't shown that in the present day stuff uh so yeah it's going to be interesting to see okay did they simply want to just include two different cases or do they have some kind of connection because like with one of the similar things I can think of is like True Detective, uh, in a way, um, where the, all three series are limited series, like they're basically it's basically an anthology show. Season one and three very lightly connect. Season two has nothing to do with the the other uh, two seasons, um, but you can watch them in any order that you want. I'm wondering if they're gonna do a season one, season three kind of thing with True Detective where they try and make both cases not necessarily line up and like connect timeline-wise. This isn't Lost where you're trying to connect the flashbacks to different things or whatever. Um, but I'm wondering if there'll be like um, something that connects these two. I'm not really sure. So, But yeah, anyway, like I said, I'm uh, well, I've only got six episodes, six episodes left and I'm already highly impressed with what the show's done so far. So I'm definitely going to finish this. Uh, finish this show um, uh, so yeah thoroughly enjoyed everything that they showed and I'm very interested to get the answers depending on what those answers are going to be of course so um, yeah I mean there's, uh, there's other characters that get introduced and they're kind of interesting but the main fo- I, I think that in the second episode they do focus a lot more on um, on uh, Karen's case with uh, keep forgetting her name with uh amber they do definitely focus on that in a bit more and the the way that they kind of do that the way they kind of shift the focus a bit because they do have story from from marie's case in the second episode but i definitely i definitely say that the first episode focuses on marie's case more because hers is the first one that comes up um but uh, i i'm almost more interested in amber's case uh and what's going on there there, there just seems to be I don't know, there is differences, but I do have a feeling that they'll obviously have a connection. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested to go and see the rest of this six episodes, uh, which I think is about six more hours of TV, but uh, they definitely got me hooked. I'm definitely interested. And the funny thing, when I was about 30 minutes in, because the first episode is an hour, and the sec- second episode's about 45 minutes or so. Uh, and it's, it's isn't it kind of strange when... 
like I got 30 minutes or 20 minutes into the episode I was like okay I'm hooked I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the rest of the season or, or the series isn't it weird to like when when, I, when you come on the podcast or whatever and you sort of say okay I really like the show you like it because it's a good television show not because of what's happened I don't know there's something kind of a little bit strange about that maybe but uh, anyway yeah I'm gonna continue to watch the rest of the rest of the show and um yeah highly recommend it, it even in this busy uh, TV kind of period and there's not multiple seasons to watch there's no more than eight episodes so it's going to be very very short and it looks like you'll have all your answers hopefully I mean let's hope that we get all our answers by the end of the miniseries uh, but yes Unbelievable is a bit more a, of a, a hidden gem on Netflix at the moment so have you discovered it have you even heard of it do you know anything about it um, so yeah let us know uh, of course Matthew at entertainment.org Twitter eTalk Twitter, E-talk UK, uh, contact page and information in your show notes uh, so unbelievable very hooked on it and um, in terms of the, th- of the three shows so far that I'm really really interested in would be um, uh, for, from the list that I've done so far would be Lost in Space, Mindhunter and this, uh, I, I'm I'm interested in Peaky Blinders, but I mean I've already spoken about that. So, but the the three that I know I'm definitely going to continue with is those three so far. So yeah, um, so let's uh, move on to the next show. Uh, I I'm really really enjoying uh, doing this podcast, just kind of dipping into different shows, and um, I mean it's always good to watch good TV. So I'm happy I watched this as well. So. Alright, thanks for listening to this piece of the podcast. I shall move on to the next show, which means watching two more episodes of something else. Uh, And I'll be back in a minute to reveal what that is. But that will actually be tomorrow for me, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll see you in a minute. Alright, time to talk about the next show, and it's time to talk about Brassic. Uh, So I've been mentioning it, of course, throughout the podcast so far, and it's, of course, also in the title as well. Uh, So as I said, this is the Sky... Uh, I'd I'd call this a comedy for the most part there's some very dramatic things that happen in these two episodes Uh, again episodes 1 and 2 for season 1 there's 6 episodes for this season so I've got 4 left in the first season no idea if there's a second season because things run a bit differently in the in the UK, so this is this is a British show Uh, it's on Sky 1 or Sky, it's on demand and everything like that uh, on Sky in the UK so if you've got Now TV or if you've got Sky in the UK it should be available for you as well uh, I think uh, when I was watching it today it did say 30 days left so uh, if you're intending on watching this it's going to be I think expiring soon or leaving uh, now TV soon so keep an eye on that as well uh, yeah so you've got Joe uh, it's Gilgan uh, is, is his name I think I said something else earlier uh, he's playing as Vinnie O'Neill he's of course one of the main characters um, and although Michelle, Ke- although you've got Michelle Michelle Keegan and Joe Gilgan as the two main main characters, she very much doesn't get. I mean, they're all involved in the same stuff that they're doing, but she really kind of has her own thing. A character called Erin uh, Croft, uh, and she's in a relationship with a character called Dylan, who's played by Damien uh, Maloney. I've seen him in some other stuff. Uh, I recently saw him in that uh, Channel Four. A comedy called uh, Crushing, which, by the way, has got Phoebe Waller-Bridge in in that comedy as well. Uh, that's uh, available on all four in the UK if you want to watch that. Uh, I have seen all six episodes of that show, and it was really, really good. Um, yeah, so I've seen him in a couple of things before, and there's some other cast members as well. But those are kind of the main three characters and the main three that uh, are involved in most of the storylines. Uh, you do also have... Um, 
I think it's Tom Hansen in this list. Uh, you've basically got... Um, well, who's he playing as? Tom Hansen as, as Cardi. Whoever the little boy is in the series as well. Because uh, Arian has, has, has got a son in this series basically. Um, it's a good show. I enjoyed it for the most part. It, it knows what it is and it sticks to it. And um, it doesn't try to do... Um, I think more than... It doesn't try to do more than what it kind of sets out to do. It very much knows what it is. And it kind of just goes for it. Some scenes really didn't work that well. Some scenes did. Um, but for the most part it's pretty much carried by Joe. Uh, in the series of course. Um, but yeah it, it was good. It, it's a good kind of. If you want to switch off a little bit per se. And um, just enjoy a just fun kind of British comedy. But in, in a little bit more of a drama sense. And there are some very very big themes. Uh, in this first episode, because uh, what's his name? Uh, Vinny, who's played by, of course, Joe. He does have uh, bipolar uh, in the series, and this the show deals with that in, in quite a lot of different ways. Um, there's also like, it hasn't got his name listed, but the guy who plays uh, James McNulty in uh, The Wire. I can't think of his name right now, and it's not listed here. I don't think uh, he plays as. Um, as uh, Vinny's uh, therapist, and he's not a great one. So it's a bit been a bit of a theme within the last couple of years. Uh, like bad therapists on TV. You had uh, the therapist in Afterlife. You had the therapist in. There was another show that I watched, kind of recently, that had a therapist in. I can't remember what it was, but um, yeah, it's a it's a bit of a theme. I'm not sure how to feel about that, but um, I mean, there's good therapists out there, obviously, that do help people in in very big ways uh, and everything like that, but. Um, yeah, it, again, it, it's good. It knows what it is and it kind of sticks to it. And I can very much see it being just... If you just want something that's going to entertain you, make you laugh... But still have kind of a plot there and still have a good story... Uh, it's going to kind of serve that purpose for you as well. Uh, and again, if you want to watch a show led by a very, very good actor in uh, Joe... Uh, you're going to get that here as well. I'm not quite familiar with Michelle... I know who, who Michelle Keegan is. I've seen her in a lot of different stuff. She was in... It was either Emmerdale or Coronation Street. I think it was Coronation Street. I get those two mixed up. But I know she was in that for several years. Uh, and she did win. I think they said once. Because I watched the, the British Up Awards. I think on one year they said that she won. Because she used to win Sexiest Female. Like all the time. Because she's not in, in, in that show anymore. Um, and she won it for like. I think they said once like six years in a row. Because I remember one year when she won it. And uh, they said oh this is Michelle's sixth year of winning the the. Uh, sexiest female award so yeah she's won that a bunch of times um i'm not quite sure of if they could have like michelle does a good job in this but i'm not sure if they needed her for this role um like what kind of the the goal of getting her in here is i, I suppose if that makes sense um like because she she's not in this very much like when she's in this show for her scenes she's doing quite a lot and her first scene particularly she uh, makes a uh, let's say big impact um but uh yeah she's she's kind of when she's in the show she's in it for long periods but it's sort of mainly the show's really is mainly focused on uh joe's character uh Vinny, and what he's doing with the guys and everything like that so uh, again only seen the first two episodes and that's kind of my basic impressions uh there's some spoilery stuff that happens in these two episodes um and i feel like me mentioning 
uh, Vinny having bipolar and stuff is really just telling you the basics of the character, so I don't consider that a spoiler. It's really inter- it's really been kind of interesting doing all these different shows and doing spoiler-free impressions uh, to kind of think to myself while I'm watching these episodes, like what is spoilery, what isn't, what can I and can't I talk about? So, uh, and of course, these shows have had different levels of of spoilery things happen, um, but there's some really really funny set pieces in these first two episodes, I would say, uh, particularly involving a certain heist. Of sorts, uh, which was very very funny, um, and that was probably one of the funnier things that happened in the show. And and they they've set out some early stakes in the show, and I'm not quite sure how big those stakes are going to get in terms of what is the show like. Is 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 this a yeah, is this a show where one of the main characters is going to get killed off? I'm not really sure about that. Um, but there's certainly some characters that are threatening the main characters in particular ways. Um, but I'm not sure where that's going to go or, or what they've, like, it, it's difficult to tell, like, is Michelle Keegan's character going to get killed off? Is Joe's character going to get killed off? It's it's difficult to tell. I can see one of the, the smaller characters maybe being killed off uh, in the show. Um, like, one, one of the named main characters, I suppose, as well. But, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, stakes-wise, what they do and... How much of a comedy angle, because they really do kind of jump back and forth a little bit in a way that works on um, like the comedy and the drama balance of the show. And I think they did it pretty well. Like there's some really, really heavy stuff in here with the whole uh, bipolar and what's going on there, um, especially with the kind of the opening of the pilot and everything. But there is certainly some comedy in here as well and certainly some things that you could laugh at. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they balance the stakes, how they balance the comedy with the drama, if anyone dies and what basically happens in the next four episodes. So yeah, that's going to be interesting to see as well. So, uh, what else did I, what else did I want to talk about with this? I think that's about all I wanted to say. This isn't too, in terms of the shows that I've covered here, this is one of the more casual kind of shows. Uh, and in terms of recommendations, because of course I've been doing that in here as well like i said if you want a funny kind of british show to watch that isn't falls and horses because falls and horses is let's face it the best of the bunch uh in terms of funny british shows uh if you want something else to watch if you've seen falls and horses already um then this might be a good next step it's not going to be anywhere near the level of a falls and horses uh of course it it also doesn't try to be it it is something different but again i'm just saying in terms of british comedy uh, TV shows. If you want something else in that genre, this is short. It's six episodes. They're fairly short episodes, and you've got some some interesting things that are happening in here. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on Brassic. Um, let's move on. I'm not done yet. Let's move on to the next show. I've uh, just just a couple more shows I want to check out, uh, and then we'll be finished with this uh, podcast project of sorts. Um, yeah, again, been really really enjoying this, and it's going to be interesting to see what I think of the next show. Uh, of course, I'll be back in a minute to talk about that see you in a minute and moving on to what will be the final show of this podcast the final tv show of this podcast and that show is going to be good omens i finally watched the first two episodes of good omens which is of course on amazon prime so a bit of a difference uh, so not everything in this list is netflix of course brassic which i just spoke about uh was of course on now tv sky or whatever um yeah so i have a few different thoughts on uh good omens of course i'll keep them all spoiler free again first two episodes of well there's only one season because this is a, another mini series i think this is the third mini series i've done in this uh in this list it's, it's definitely the second one um 
Yeah, so one of the first things I want to point out with this is that the pretty amazing cast. I don't think you can really beat something like Dark Crystal uh, in terms of cast. Of course, I've already read those names off the list, and uh, it was a pretty incredible list. Uh, you've got Michael Sheen, you've got David Tennant, you've got John Hamm, three pretty big big names already. Uh, and you've got uh, Michael McKean and Jack Whitehall. Those are the big kind of names that I do uh, recognise in this. Uh, there was another person in there. Oh yes, um, M- Morella Enos. Enos. Uh, she's been in a couple of things I've seen before. Uh, let me just click on her name because she's been in a couple of things. I thought that she was in that that film called Zero Dark Thirty, but that isn't listed in her uh, TV and films thing. Uh, she's got uh, these are kind of the most recent ones. She's been in The Killing. She was obviously in Good Omens. She was in Hannah, which I recently did a season one review for, and uh, she was in World War Z and The Catch. Uh, I don't remember her in World War Z, but uh, yeah, I, I thought she was in Zero Dark Thirty. But according to her list, because I did look for it through it already. Um, she wasn't in that, but good omens. Um, and of course you've got uh, Ned D- Dini, Dini, I think his name is. Uh, so some some pretty big names in here, and there's there's a few other ones as well. To me, when I started the show, I thought like, okay, I kn- I know David Tennant's gonna be good. I've never ever seen him do a bad performance. I've seen him in some some average stuff. Like I've seen him in he did he did he did a film called Bad the Bad Samaritan, which was kind of a slasher serial killer sort of thing. The film was alright. Uh, I I enjoyed it, but he, he he was still amazing in it. I can't think of a single David Tennant performance where he's at least not been well minimal of incredible. Really, uh, he in my eyes he's one of the greatest actors I've I've ever seen. Uh, granted, I'm only 25 years old, so I've not seen everybody, but um, yeah, because of course, like Doctor Who, you've got a uh, whole whole bunch of stuff that he's done. Let me just quickly click on David Tennant's name. Of course, he was in uh, uh, Jessica. Jessica Jones, sorry, season one on Netflix for um, Kilgrave. Uh, what else has he done here? Uh, of course, he had Doctor Who, uh, Jessica Jones. Apparently, he was in How to Train Your Dragon, Broadchurch, uh, Good Omens, a whole bunch of stuff that he's done. And, of course, the film I just mentioned, uh, Bad Samaritan, which is probably one of the lesser-known things that he's in, that he's done. Of course, Jack Whitehall, he's done a whole bunch of comedy stuff. I'm not quite familiar with Michael Sheen, but I'm sure he's been in a bunch of stuff. Of course, John Hamm. Who played uh, was it Don Draper? I've never actually seen Mad Men. I think he was in. Uh, I think he played. Um, I think the character was called John, Don Draper. I know he was in Mad Men, uh, and there was talks of him playing Batman at some point. He basically turned around and was like, "Yes, I would. I would very much like to be Batman." But of course, Robert Pattinson got the call. Anyway, back to more of the uh, plot sort of stuff for Good Omens. Um, I went in here thinking like, okay, I know, I know this. I knew there was something between. Uh, you've basically got Crowley and as as a rifle as a rifle. Uh, well, he plays this kind of angel character in this show. Uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant basically basically plays what I would describe as like a comedic um, devil type of character. And they sort of there's something that happens, and they basically have to work together which um some people were not particularly happy about uh, earlier this year of course uh, i'm not going to go over the petition thing it was it was stupid and there was no there's no need to bring it up um but yeah some people weren't happy about it obviously because it's uh, various got various religious angles to it and whatnot and there is like lots of different religious things in this show none of which i really connected with but i'll tell you what there's some scenes in this show that i genuinely didn't genuinely didn't care about at all and then there's the scenes where I'll just say David and Michael's characters, where they're they're just doing their thing, and it's just absolutely brilliant. 
Um, and it, it kind of got to the point where, because uh, there's a scene in, I think it's episode one, involving some nuns and some other characters and whatever. I sort of drifted off from those scenes or switched off a bit. And then once David Tennant comes in, I'm like, okay, I'm switched back on. It, David, I can't think of... I think you could put David Tennant in any TV show, any film, and I think he'd be a scene stiller. I really do think he's he's that good. Um, and again, because I've never seen him do a bad performance in anything. I've never even seen him do a good or average performance. It's always been uh, incredible. And of course, he did get... Um, it was at the 2016, I think, uh, the, the, the TV BAFTA Awards, or the, one of the TV awards, he got given a, a special recognition thing for, which he thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. So, yeah, excellent, excellent actor. Um, yeah, you've got some co- comedic stuff here happening with Jack Whitehall's character. Uh, I think he plays two different characters. I'm pretty sure that he does. Um, although, I might have just gotten confused by the two very different scenes that he's in basically i can't really jump into that without spoiling too many things um yeah but it's just this this just this thing of like okay michael sheen's character is like uncomfortable with working with crowley and uh, i'll just call like i can't say his name but it's as as relief michael sheen's character whenever he's working with crowley uh david tennant's character there's just there's just something really really kind of special there and i can't wait to watch the other four episodes uh i mean i'm i'm definitely gonna finish this series it just took me a while to to get around to it which was again point of this podcast um but yeah it does just go to the fact that the scenes that they're not in are not bad scenes like the people that are working in the other scenes and the the acting and stuff is good i just don't have any i just don't have that much interest in the scenes that are outside of these two guys and granted it's all connected together and whatnot but um uh, in a roundabout way, but um, yeah, it's just that those two really kind of stick out on their own, and um, I I paid I admittedly paid a lot more attention to when those two were just just doing their thing. Yeah, but it's just the I I guess because some of the other story is like heavy religious stuff, and it's uh, referencing again just different religious things that I have no very, either very little of or no knowledge of, and have no connection to certainly in terms of like the tv show trying to entertain me with the religious kind of storylines um because you know it's put in there for the the tv show which is part of the entertainment i just didn't connect to that sort of stuff at all um and yeah it it just didn't kind of work on that level but um it kind of doesn't even i mean it seems that david the scenes that david Tennant and michael sheen are in because again it's kind of dealing with religious stuff which again i don't really have that much connection to it kind of doesn't even matter to me what those two characters are doing because there's so much chemistry there because there's so much energy there's just comedy and like Michael Sheen's character is uncomfortable with Crowley and um Crowley's very kind of like demanding and um there's there's a couple of scenes where um let's just say Crowley injures a few people or causes people to injure each other and um Michael Sheen's character sort of like oh did you know you what, wait, did you just did you just do that? And then Crowley's like, "Oh, yeah, I I, I guess I did." <laughs> it's just so good. It's just so good. Um, like there's the uh, for for those that have seen it, the uh, paintballing stuff, and and then Michael Sheen's character's going again. I'm not going to try and pronounce the name again. I'm just going to keep saying Michael Sheen's character. Um, he's like, "Did did 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 you just did you just do that?" 
it's like, oh yeah, they'll they'll sort themselves out. No one will, no one will get injured. Um, and it's something that you shouldn't necessarily be laughing at because people are getting injured and and whatnot. And uh, but it's just so funny. And there's a bit where they uh, when they're driving late at night and they meet a particular woman and. Um, <laughs> Uh, I can't really say the line because it is a bit of a spoilery um, thing, but um, he, they, Michael Sheen's character sort of says, "Did you do it, basically, or did she do it?" Um, no, it, it's. Uh, I'll have to explain what it is. It's sort of like um, Michael Sheen's character is basically saying, "Like, oh, you you hit her with with your car. No, she doesn't die or whatever." That's like the most spoiler I can really say. And then. <laughs> Crowley sort of goes, did we hit her or did she hit us? Because <laughs> I guess like, I don't know, the damage to the car or something? I don't know. It's it's such a weird and interesting way to do comedy that like, I've never, I've not really seen before. And these are like, you know, I, in, I guess if I did have the religious connection on the particular side, I'd probably hate David character's uh, character, Crowley, but... Because I don't really have the connection there. And it's supposed to be funny. Like it's supposed to be kind of like dark humour and that sort of thing. And it just works so well. And I can't I can't wait to see more of it in the, in the other four episodes. Um, speaking of Jack Whitehall's character. There's a couple of scenes in his later bits and pieces. Where um, there's, some, there's some trouble with like computers. And I'm interested to know a bit more about that. But um, I, I mean outside of David Tennant and Michael Sheen. There's some other... So it's good acting and everything else happened. I'm just definitely more interested in those two than than the other characters. Um, and I get it with the other scenes that they have in here with with the the baby stuff and all that. They obviously they obviously have other things they need to do with the other characters, but I just didn't kind of uh, connect with that. Um, there's actually a scene where um, the, the nuns are doing some stuff or whatever. I'm sure they're nuns. Um, and David Tennant kind of comes in. And I was like, "Oh, David Tennant's entered the room because he's stolen the scene. He's he's lit- like, you know what I mean? When I said earlier about when you can stick him in any any film, any TV series, and he'll not necessarily steal every scene or whatever, but he'll steal like most of the scenes. Um, and these nuns are doing their thing with it with this baby or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this isn't that interesting and and whatnot and and that sort of thing. And then Crowley comes in and he. He just starts doing some stuff, and I kind of perked up a bit. I was like, "Oh, David Tennant's coming. He's stolen the scene. He's he's, he's taken my my uh, you know the, the viewer's attention kind of thing." So he's he's great at that, and uh, I don't know if I'm overpraising David Tennant. I don't think I am. Um, I will say as well, like in order for I know I'm giving David Tennant a lot of credit, and in my mind or in my eyes or whatever, he does deserve it a lot. The Michael Sheen also does a phenomenal job because if those scenes with David and Michael's characters didn't have the chemistry from Michael, they wouldn't work quite so well. They were still they would still work pretty well because David Tennant stuff is still there. But let's let's just say for an example, Michael Sheen doesn't bring it in this particular show for whatever reason. And David Tennant still does. Those scenes would still work in a kind of way, but they wouldn't connect quite as strongly because even though again David Tennant's got the the ability in there. You do need Michael Sheen to perform in those scenes as well. And he, he really, really does. But you do need that to happen because of the two characters interacting. And because they're so opposite and all this sort of stuff. And they shouldn't really be working together and whatnot. Um, it's 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 just great. I can't wait to see more of it. So, um, yeah, that's really all the all the spoilery, uh, spoiler-free stuff Sorry, that, um, that I want to talk about for um, Good Omens. I really, really enjoyed it. There's only four episodes left. 
and I have no doubts that I'll enjoy those episodes as well. So, yeah, uh, I really like David Tennant, if it wasn't so obvious. Uh, and, it, I mean, every single time I see him, like, oh, David Tennant's casting this or that, it's like, okay, I, I, I'm kind of in automatically. And there was a TV series that came out today uh, with him and Hayley Atwell uh, on Netflix. It's this three-episode crime. I, I haven't looked at it too much, so I couldn't tell you what it is. But uh, they're being like interviewed for for something. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not I'm sure what it is about. But uh, again, I'm definitely going to go and watch that. I mean, Haley Haley Atwell's great as well. Um, and uh, it's only three episodes, so I'm sure I'll watch that as well. So I want to talk about the other shows I was going to look at, but I decided like what once I'd seen at Good Omens, I was like, okay, I have nine shows in here. Granted, I didn't see that much of Carnival Row or um, Dark Crystal, but there's still nine shows in there. And I was like, okay, I think that's that's enough shows for the podcast um but i i've still thoroughly work uh, enjoyed working on this it's been really really fun it it sure it has been time consuming because i started this on monday and it's now uh late late afternoon on on friday or whatever but i've enjoyed watching it i've enjoyed watching most of these tv shows for the most part uh i've already said which ones i'm going to continue with so i'm going to do that next um and yeah maybe there'll be some season reviews of some things of, of some of these things i don't want i don't want to promise that because then you know uh, it will be more stuff that I'm kind of committed to, whatever. But yeah, there'll be some season reviews of some of these things, probably with the mini series stuff, but not with the island at the moment. I I I can't do it at the moment. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think of all these shows? Which of these have you seen? Which of these have you not seen? Uh, some of these are mini series, so uh, which of those have you seen? And the shows that have multiple seasons, like Peaky Blinders and some other things. Uh, how much of those shows have you seen, uh, and what did you what do you think of them? Obviously, please keep it um, spoiler free for me past the first two episodes, because even if I've watched past those first two episodes, I might not have by the time you email in so or contact us. So yeah, what do you think of all these shows? And um, yeah, I want to mention what the other shows were as well. It was going to be Happy Valley, Bodyguard, and Line of Duty. I started this first seven minutes of Bodyguard, which I really liked what they were doing there. That's um, Richard Ma- uh, Madden, I think it is, who was in uh, Game of Thrones, and he's also going to be in uh, The Eternals for Marvel. Uh, I can't remember who he's playing in, in The Eternals, but he's going to be in that. Of course, he was... Um, I can't remember his Game of Thrones character, but uh, was it Rob? I think it was Rob. Yeah, uh, Rob Stark. Of course, he played him in Game of Thrones. Um, but I started the first ten minutes of... Uh, bodyguard I thoroughly enjoyed what I was watching and then I sort of thought you know what it's I I'm gonna just finish the podcast with with good omens and and finish it with nine shows what I might do however I'm not gonna do this anytime soon necessarily because I I need to kind of uh, get get some energy back and whatnot from doing these and of course we're heading into a busy fall season so at some point in the future because happy valley bodyguard and line of duty are all kind of British crime police sort of shows again I haven't seen very much of them so if there's other stuff in there I, I don't know about them I might pick those for the first two episodes of those seasons granted with um, bodyguard there is only one season at the moment I might pick those three out do the first two episodes again of each three which would still be one two three four yeah six hours of TV uh, which would still be a little bit of a commitment uh, and then I might do a little comparison in terms of like which is the bettish uh, bettish <laughs> which is the best uh, British show out of all of them because they're all kind of like British you know crime police drama shows so I, I might do that we'll, we'll see what happens uh, there's a few things that I'm kind of saying maybe to here so 
yeah did you enjoy this podcast you, are you looking forward to seeing if i do something like this in the future do you think i would you like me to do this again do you think that i mean did you not enjoy this podcast let me know uh, of course you can let me know about everything that i've already asked matthew at entertainmenttalk.org to the e-talk uk there's the contact page and information in your show notes uh it's it's been fun it's been fun to kind of be like you know what just dip in for two episodes of the show I haven't watched for like a year and a half or six months or three months or whatever because uh, Good Omens hasn't been out that long but like Peaky Blinders started a long time ago and some of, the, some of these other shows did as well uh, but yeah I also want to mention in terms of Good Omens if you want to listen to a podcast that's not because I'm not on it but if you're interested in an entertainment talk podcast that's got only Robert and David and you have or have not seen uh good omens because they did a spoiler free and spoiler split podcast uh they did do a good omens podcast a little while ago um it's about two months or so ago about a month ago i can't remember when it was uh if you search for good omens on the website you'll you should be able to find it and uh yeah you can see what those two are like on uh, the podcast it was it was very very well done by the two of them and um once I finish this season, I'll go and listen to the rest of that because I, of course, listen to the spoiler-free part. So, yeah, go and check that out if you want to hear what um, just Robert and David thought of uh, Good Omens as well, which is, of course, on Amazon Prime. So, yes, that's the end of this podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, you can find all the rest of the content if you want more from us uh, on entertainmenttalk.org. Of course, we're heading into a busy fall season. If you want to know most of the stuff that we're covering, we do have a fall-autumn uh, plans podcast if you type that into the website you'll be able to find that as well and it should also be on the uh, podcast services just search for entertainment talk you'll find all of our stuff there um yeah thanks for listening to this interesting uh experiment kind of podcast uh, experiment in terms of seeing what i thought of these shows uh, of course i've not finished them or whatever so uh yeah thank you very much for listening you can support the podcast support entertainment talk uh through patreon uh we're, we're on there so search for entertainment talk on patreon you should be able to find us on there uh you can support us on there um, we're also there iTunes, uh, sorry, Amazon affiliate link. You can shop on Amazon or get a small cut. Anyone cost you extra. Uh, iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. Um, just tap the subscribe button, then tap the rating or the star button thing, the star rating thing. Uh, that'll help us out as well. Uh, word of mouth, of course, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds. Uh, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. Video games, uh, you can watch us play different video games. Me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. And look out for Let's Play Sundays. Um, yeah, let me know what you... I, I'm really curious to know what everybody thinks of these these shows that I, I picked and, and everything like that. So yeah, do send in some feedback. I'm very interested to know all your thoughts. Thank you very much for listening. I'm going to go and edit and put all this together. Uh, and uh, I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>